0: We gotta pull out, we gotta pull out, we gotta pull, oh no, oh, oh no, oh, we gotta pull out before it's too late. I mean, it's already too late, um, it's already too late,
1: yeah. we already
2: came in Afghanistan like 20 times. It's hard to, the pull out method is very hard as Joe Biden is finding out. You have to time it perfectly and it's always, you know, gives you a kind of a, a unsatisfied feeling afterwards. Yeah, yeah. You uh, uh, Eventually, you want to pull in. You want to pull in. But But that, that's
0: the... Pra- so, you know the old adage on... Uh, uh, you know the old uh, the, the song, Maggot Brain, by mm-hmm. Parliament Funkadelic? Yeah. Had, Mother Earth is pregnant for the third time, because y'all have knocked her up. And so I think about that with Afghanistan and pulling out, you know. Afghanistan is pregnant for the third time, because y'all have knocked her up. And what it's pregnant with is opium! And rare earth
2: minerals that mm-hmm. we need in order to make cell phones. Those that, that are some pretty sweet resources, so it's kind of a shame. Um, my whole thing was like, uh, we need to send soldiers in there to vaccinate everybody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, instead of American sniper, he could be shooting a gun which vaccinates children instead of murdering children.
2: Well, why, do we, why does the left want us to practice vaccine imperialism, you know? Spread our vaccine <laughs> to the whole world.
0: Uh, I don't know if the. I mean, that's the problem with the left is there is no the left as as a term has no definition because uh it embodies this wide ranging series of groups that have vastly different opinions on things and the only thing that really unites them is the agreement that uh, there should be some state protection for. The for everybody, as opposed to
2: just uh, uh richer and wealthier people. But the left—they're all rich boys now.
0: Well, yeah, everybody—they're all richy rich, rich, White rich boys. Well, th- that's because that's where the only place where you're really allowed to institutionally learn about communism, and that's what something the right wing people are about uh, are are sort of right about is that you know it, it's it's the academy where this is promulgated, and I don't think like communist. I don't think like. Uh, universities turn churn out communists. So, like I wasn't a communist until after I was churned out by our very very left wing university. But um, I think to some degree, you know, you 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 sort of uh, in order to learn about communism, you need to be middle class. I mean, Marx was middle class, Lenin was middle class. In order to have the amount of leisure needed in order to accrue the knowledge in order to put this shit together. Like Marx was very famously a lazy little boy and would except in he would get inspired in fits and starts. And, uh, that's when he would be at his most productive. Uh, so, but I, yeah, I think I do agree that nowadays, uh, the study of socialism is even more relegated to places like the Academy. And I, I don't know if, uh, You know the youtubers who want to spread the message of socialism or the podcasters do it at such a critical mass that it can you know be recuperated to the point like it was in the eugene deb's era or even in the black panther era to some degree what about the editors of vanity magazines the editors of van (laughs) you're talking about our boy nate our boy nate our boy nate jr Mm, making current affairs having sex with them bitches Leave you all in fired zone. Have you up in them stitches. I can't do the rhymes as good as Jesus Der Super Jew, who's just been on a tear of making fun of Nathan J. Robinson by having him be some sort of velvet pimp uh, who raps about, you know, hoes and socialism. It's a gag. But Nathan J. Robinson's in the news. Because there's been a bit of his kerfuffle at his socialist magazine, Mm -hmm. Current Affairs. (laughs) What was that kerfuffle?
2: Oh, well, the workers organized and were trying to take over the means of production. My Mm. my goodness. They
0: were, yeah. So as I understand it, and uh, based on Nathan Robinson's testimony, the workers were all paid 45K even, even him, um, and, uh, so there, there was no, like, and everyone had benefits to some degree, but they were talking about organizing a worker co-op, uh, which meant that the, what would happen is that Nate Robinson wouldn't
2: have as much editorial control over right. the new, a worker over the co-op is when before. the hot people get to relax and make the nerds do all the work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was already, I mean... Nathan J. Robinson, say what you will, but he has definitely worked hard at his maintaining and promoting his Vanity magazine. Like, he wrote every article for that shit for, like, the first two years. Uh, And, you know, even though it's just generating, uh, like, bland socialist think pieces, that's still, you know, a commendable amount of work and hustle, even if he is, you know, a a fancy little southern dandy.
2: Yeah, he uh, the marketing for Current Affairs was good. It kind of burst onto the scene and made a big splash immediately because it, it has the kind of name and vibe that makes you think it's like a magazine that's been around forever, but it yeah. hasn't.
0: Or it's the same with Jacobine too, where they're taking... It's it's funny how like you rag against The Economist, but you're very much appropriating the aesthetic of stuff like The Economist and The New Yorker mm-hmm. and National Geographic in order to give it
2: this sense of hallowedness. Yeah. What if I dressed like the guy on the cover of the New Yorker and start my own magazine? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but we love our fancy boys, you
0: know, uh, uh, we love our fancy little boys, except for recently because, um, well, we've had a problem with the conspicuous consumption of our socialist heroes. Oh, uh, we have. I, and people, that's the thing is like, people wouldn't care about this Nate Robinson story. Uh, as much if he didn't dress like a fancy little elf pimp, right? Uh, <laughs> he, like uh, because he's he's always peacocking. He's displaying this you know this grip which appears to affect L- literally the... peacocking.
2: He lit, He yeah. wore th- an outfit of a peacock.
0: Yes. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah. He's he's trying to I don't know inject some sort of swagger into. Socialism, which is, uh, I mean, historically, and I argue with people on Twitter. I don't actually argue with people. I just mute them when they challenge me now, which yes. is a much better strategy. Oh, much better. A much better strategy. But in my head, so someone says to me, I post a Nate Robinson cartoon and says, oh, the the... Uh, the left is having trouble getting through to the working class. After all, we keep sending them our fanciest lads. And then the guy's pointing to Nate Robinson. And why wouldn't the working class relate to these very fancy lads? And someone challenged me. They said the point is like, well, you know, Steve Jobs and Jeff Bezos dress casually. Are they any help to the working class? It's like, that's that's not the point. Oh, and really. they don't. They <laughs> Jeff Bezos does not dress casually. No, not anymore. Uh, he used to be a schlub, but then he started taking all that HGH and decided to just become Lex Luthor. I think he also takes
2: testosterone.
0: Yeah, he takes all he takes all the man drugs. Yeah. He takes all the hard
2: man drugs. Bill but, Gates is still a schlub, but I think that's divorce. Bill Gates.
0: Mm, divorce I Bill bet Gates.
2: you, after the divorce is over, he'll inject himself with some nice fresh blood and s- slim down and start wearing. Some whatever the new fashions are. Yeah, he'll be able to, to jump over a chair again. <laughs> have you have you
0: seen that interview with him where he jumps over a chair? Why? Well, why would he do that? Because the interviewer is like, apparently you're apparently you're not just a nerd, Bill Gates. You're quite a skier, a little athletic. You, they say you can jump over a chair, and he says, "Well, I I guess I can." And then
2: he jumps over a chair for to the delight of the interviewer. From standing, like not with from, a run. From from
0: standing, wow. not with a running position.
2: I don't think I could do that. I've gained, I've gained quite a few. I've got my COVID the 15, 15, COVID nineteen fifteen. Okay. I've got my
0: mirtazapine nineteen fifteen. Nice. Uh, hey, I recommended that to my dad.
2: So we'll see how it goes.
0: Hell yeah, <laughs> mirtazapine. It helps you sleep, makes you
2: hungry. I also up, makes food taste better. That's that's. See, and I also looked it up, and I saw that it was often recommended for older people, and. He has two kind. He has two problems. He doesn't eat enough, and he's so old. He's depressed about it. So mm. um, I said, "Get some mirtazapine." Recommended mirtazapine. by
0: Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on it. Thumbs up. Well, uh, so far it's only been a week, though, so yeah, I don't know if it's working or if I'm just jazzed from you seem not happier. Having... I I do seem happier. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely the most effective SSRI I've taken up to this point. So, let's hope it continues And what's really its in it is just meth? It's just meth, <laughs> you know? It's just all meth, all the way down. Um, yeah, that's... Like, Nate J. Robinson, the crushed velvet joker, the joker-fied man, uh... He is really... Uh, fuck, got a phone call. Uh-oh. Is it the police? No. No. No, it's it's only Nate J. Robinson. He's phoning me to look for Current Affairs writers because he's, <laughs> he's he's. He, I'll, I'll do cartoons for Current Affairs. Oh, you my scab! Vulgar ass cartoons.
2: Oh, oh, you 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 notorious scab! I'll be a scab. I'll be a scab
0: for Current Affairs. Uh, yeah, it, this whole thing with uh, emboldening a leftist celebrity and then tearing them down has been this ongoing cycle uh, that has emerged since there really became like a leftist media market around r- really the beginning of Trump and the Bernie campaign is what heralded this sort of newfound left media market. Before then it had just really been like Amy Goodman <laughs> and mm. it was just boring ass democracy now for f- 30 years. Remember and that, that
2: was lady, it. remember that mother who was like really vocal against the Iraq war? I think her name was Cindy Sheehan. Yeah, because her son had died. Didn't something similar happen with her? Like, we tore her down after raising her up. Maybe she was the prototype. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it had... Well, I don't know. I I think that happens to everybody. That's just the cycle of... That's just the... uh, To borrow the cringe phrase, the milkshake duck is inevitable. It's hard to attain a level of fame and then maintain it without, you know, blowing your PR to some degree. The fact that... You know, key, there exist people like Keanu Reeves and Tom Hanks who are just almost universally beloved. It is sort of a miracle.
2: Yeah, Kelsey uh, Grammer, another another such one. <laughs> another
0: uni- no problematic aspects to Kelsey Grammer at all. <laughs> Never done anything bad. He's had a lot of uh, absurd tragedy.
2: In well, his yeah, but now he's he's also extremely right wing, so it balances yes. out. You, you can feel a, you out. can feel exactly nothing about Kelsey Grammer.
0: Okay, here's the thing. Did Bill Cosby's son deserve to die because of what Bill Cosby did? <laughs> what? What Did Bill Cosby's son die? Bill Cosby's son, Ennis Cosby, I think was murdered. He was run over
2: oh or God. something like that. I didn't know that. I'll have to check that out. As well, uh, well, didn't, I mean, did it happen? <laughs> oh, I'll have to check that. Um, didn't that happen? I guess that happened at the same time as he was doing it. It happen
0: contemporaneously with his, uh, with his spree. Oh, boy yeah yeah he was murdered he was murdered yeah so that's a horrible horrible way to die and he was, but do you oh. think that murder was instead the that was the karmic retribution that was the karmic retribution
2: no 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 that's
0: not my model <laughs> of the world at all that's that's a horrible way to think about yeah, it that's donald rumsfeld's
2: karmic retribution
0: what? uh donald rumsfeld's karmic retribution he didn't have any karmic right retribution. so i don't
2: think i don't believe in that model he made it to the end. Uh,
0: I don't know. You like to believe that it's all—it's like angels in America and the villains of this world, like Roy Cohn, die lonely and suffering eternally. But uh, it doesn't work out like that. <laughs> it's just—it's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's the. I mean, that's the best message, or not the best message from The Godfather, but m- like one of the most true messages from The Godfather is often. There is no comeuppance, and you die chasing your granddaughter with an orange in your mouth, you know, the way that any of us, you know, and you, you die peacefully and uh, surrounded by family and loved ones, you know, that's, uh, why not? You know, why, there is no one-to-one ratio between what you do and the eternal outcome. But you try and do good anyway, because it seems, uh, doing evil is very stressful. I don't know how people do evil. It seems it's very not stressful. stressful at all. You just forget about it. You just forget about it. (laughs) Forget about it. (laughs) Italians—it's a whole culture based on evil. You (laughs) You forget about it. You know? Nah, no more Italian jokes. I think also Twitter is done with Italian jokes. There's a backlash against it because they're so replete. Well, there was a
2: period of time where every meme was a Sopranos meme.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I feel like we're just coming out of that phase, and I very much was responsible for propagating that, but uh, we're done We're done with the Sopranos memes now. Let's move on to the Shield memes. Have more the Shield memes. Mm. Damn it, Dutch! Get your orders from the DA! Uh, I'm doing my, my bad CCH Pounder impression there. Yeah,
2: I haven't uh, seen the Shield. Um... Am I, I'm so, not watching anything. Yeah, someone. Mm-hmm. So I was wa- I was watching Veep. I'm watching nice. Veep.
0: I've which has it. renewed renewed uh, relevance in the Kamala era because it, it was weird that it, it, when Trump happened, its last two seasons are kind of weak because mm-hmm. they had to account for Trump uh who to to some degree was unprecedented in the history of American politics like you can say, like, oh, Ronald Reagan was the first celebrity president, or there there were analogs to
2: Trump before. But no, he represented something different. Um, yeah, and, and so the Kevin had a nice little sojourn as governor where he did all sorts of terrible things to sh- Chicano people.
0: Yeah. Or even Jesse Ventura, who's the king, and he's the one. He's the one. Fuck Bernie. Jesse. Mm. I'm putting all my chips down on Jesse. Jesse Ventura will return. I can't do a good Jesse Ventura. I don't Jesse think he
2: No, you've done good ones in the past. I don't think I've he will I've done
0: ret- good Jesse Ventura versions. I don't think now, he'll return. That's what you have to do, is you have to talk from the bottom of your throat. <laughs> and we're going to have a socialism for the people. We're going to have a socialism that's guided by human rights and values. But I'm not doing Jesse Ventura. I'm doing James Adomian doing Jesse Ventura. I see. Because Adomian's very talented, and he's, he's, he's the rich little of our generation. All these <laughs> references,
2: man. You're so smart. There's too many references. You're so smart. smart. You know so much stuff.
0: It's because I have dumb psychosis.
2: <laughs> Again, heard, with the have references. Have you heard of dumb psychosis? Wow. Uh,
0: it, it's, it's in my comic this week. I, I have made another comic this week about dumb psychosis, where uh, a patient is telling a doctor... Uh, doc, I've been online too much. I think I have dumb psychosis. And the doc reassures him, Oh, there's no such thing as dumb psychosis. Now get in the Brendan Fraser Shinji. And he's Shinji now and now is facing a gigantic yeah. Brendan
2: Fraser. So for those of us who don't know what uh, either who or what Shinji is, enlighten us. Um Goku
0: no yoni waninare. Uh, That's a frickin' Neon Genesis Evangelion was a popular anime in the 90s, which was a deconstruction slash recreation of the mecha genre, which included many Freudian themes and is primarily centered around uh, the theme of depression and overcoming it and using the mecha anime tropes in order to tie into the themes of depression
2: speaking of anime tropes was that in the background the canadian police robot telling the citizens to go inside
0: uh i think there i think what it was is i live across from which is a park that's heavily tracked uh trafficked by you want me to bleep that i (laughs) what wait i live across from this park (laughs) Uh, okay yeah you can bleep that okay Uh, You might want to bleep that, I don't know I can dox myself, shake your ass Dox yourself Uh
2: So you live across
0: from bleep And Yeah, uh, yeah, there are a bunch of houseless people here It's a very large houseless encampment And that could be the cops And every week or so The cops will tell them, get your asses out of here Because that's what they do Some engage, some resist They're still the same level of houseless people around usually uh it's the violent ones that get extricated but uh that's been a huge recurring problem in toronto yeah and then you guys Uh, send
2: them to uh, send them to america
0: well no we send them to this neighborhood they all get sent to my neighborhood which for some reason less cops it's more peaceful here i think because there's a higher concentration of shelters as well and more resources for homeless people but, you know, just a couple of weeks ago, there was a huge crackdown at Lamport Stadium where they were busting heads and uh, ruining a houseless encampment. And it got really violent. And But this happens every couple of weeks in Toronto as well. Uh, and that famously, one was like, in
2: order to film some terrible TV show, right?
0: No, well, no, no, it was uh, the one in uh, B- uh, Bellwoods Park was the one that was used to film oh. Why the Last Man... Which is already uh, why the last man is already its premise. Now, with our gender discourse having the idea of, uh, and you even see it in the trailer. It says all of the cis men is the last cis man on earth, which is like, hmm. Okay, so they're gonna they're gonna sort of explain that through our current gender discourse, and they are probably going to riotously fail. And the fact that they used homeless they busted homeless people out to make this. This high-concept TV show that has no choice but to fail is very sad.
2: When you turn funny. in your CIS card, you uh, obviously get a vasectomy, and it can't produce anymore. There you go.
0: Or you turn—I don't know. There's also There was also like a premise in an old Justice League cartoon uh, where some misandric Amazon uh, has uh, found a way to make all men on Earth sick— Uh, But that, you know, comes with complications, including the fact that one of one of the people that it makes sick is the Martian, who's a man. And so I guess it just recognizes other types of like the magic in it doesn't make any sense if you bother to think about it for a second. So I I think when you enter like it and there's a lot of like old timey science fiction. In this stories It's like all the men have been affected by right. this, and or all the people have been affected by this. But then if you bother to investigate that idea for one second, it immediately falls apart.
2: And then there's that story where everyone is gay, like that sci-fi yeah. story. Do you know that one? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I remember the sci-fi story. It's where we've we've crash landed on the planet of the gays. Uh, no, I think. And it, they it, have...
2: Gosh, who is it by? Um wait,
0: is there an yes. Everybody is Gay oh, yes. science it's fiction? By a famous guy. Oh, okay. Oh, is it by it's not a Delaney, is it? I think
2: it's by um the guy that wrote Clockwork Orange, but I'm not oh, sure. Oh, it's
0: by Anthony Burgess?
2: I think. You... Anyway. The Everybody's Gay Planet. The, yeah, it's called The Wanting Seed. It's by Anthony the, Burgess.
0: <laughs> the wanting seed? You Hell heard yeah. About this?
2: No, I never heard the Everybody's Gay Planet. So yeah, it's like, um, society has switched and homosexuality is the main thing. And only like a little bit of people will ever admit to being heterosexual. Okay. So it's like, what if everyone was gay? I'm,
1: I think,
0: I don't don't know. I don't believe there's any sort of evo psych mechanism, uh, for gayness, but I, I think to some degree people think it's more acceptable in societies where, you know, birth rate is not really an issue or even a declining birth rate is seen as a positive thing because of, you know, the social security crunch we have as much. So I think when there's less societal pressure to reproduce, I think more because, you know me, I think that everybody has an underlying level of queerness that uh, uh, gets expressed depending on what they've experienced. You have to and stamp it out. How encouraged <laughs> is. I, yeah, I think there's a lot. I mean... You see it in sports, like, I'm not the first to observe that sports are intensely homoerotic. But and you it's must a way for, stamp
2: out those feelings, young Alex. Uh,
0: well, that is the way to stamp them out, by slapping your friends' asses and, you know, uh, uh, getting getting tight together with a, with a man, you know? Life is about creating new life, and that is it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's all, that's, that's it. We're just, we're just propagating. We're yeah. the propagating yeah, species. Yeah, life's like,
2: make a new poop machine to fertilize the earth. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's basically what the life drive is.
0: <laughs> mm. I Makes- saw a really good movie about that. I saw a really good movie about the eternal poop machine. Which, which was? One? The Green Knight. Oh, yeah? That's, is that about poop machines? Night. Well, it's about... It's about life and the return to nature, and it's weird that people find this movie to be sort of like mystifying, uh, because like there's just a scene in it, in like right in the middle of the movie, where a character explains to you entirely what the movie is about. Oh, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> and but you know, if if you're like a dum dum that doesn't know how to like read cinema, you you might think that oh this this is just a series of images of like unrelated images, and it ends. It ends uh, uh, in a way that I don't like Mm -hmm. because it's uh, ambiguous. But really, the movie is about um, facing the inevitability of death. And what death is characterized in the movie is nature, is the natural world, is trees and woods. And the Green Knight is this symbol of inevitability. Um, But how that's not necessarily a bad thing and how accepting it is sort of the key to Honor and salvation
2: and benediction.
1: Yeah, in a
0: way. I mean, that's just one interpretation. And but, every so uh,
1: often, you
2: got to give the English majors a movie, okay? Mm-hmm. They, the English majors get real ornery if everything's Marvel this and Sci-Fi doing that, okay? <laughs> you got to throw them a bone once in a while. Uh, did I have
0: you seen any of David Lowry's other movies?
2: Uh let me see. Let me look him up here. David Lowry. He oh looks like God. a weird guy. He... Yeah, he looks
0: like an an oh intense weirdo. God.
2: He's 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 like a cross between Billy Corgan and the music videos Billy Corgan was responsible for. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he looks like he looks like an even more uh, identifiably pedophilic Anthony Fantana.
2: I saw a ghost story. I thought that was
0: funny. Yeah, I like *To ghost story a lot. I didn't. That's the only other one I've seen by him because it it also had alleged rapist, uh, Casey Affleck in it. So oh. that dampens my. I don't enjoyment pay attention the to the private it. lives of people like that. It well, it's doesn't interest it, 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 me. <laughs> it's like in one of my other comics. It's like it depends how it depends on how strong their character or persona is. Like the reason why like Chris Pratt got clown for being part of a homophobic church is because for seven years previous to that revelation, he had been depicted as the funniest, best, most like puppy like good guy. So the idea that he has any flaws or compromising factors in him whatsoever is too much for people who've put him on a pedestal to handle. So they like react in a very strongly negative way. And, uh, you know, we're we're back to this again. We're back to the 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 devolvement of celebrities over the course of their, the arcs of their popularity. Hmm. And because another person that got clowned this week is old Mr. Hassan Piker. Right. Uh, who is a, a very beautiful man, as everyone has pointed he out. He is. Either. He's
2: very handsome. He's uh, a commonly beautiful neck, man. From the
0: neck up. Yeah. And if there's anyone who I buy is like somebody that, Uh, saves zoomers from the net of extremism who's like a safety net against extremism for zoomers it's Hassan piker because his following is large and i can see in real time him like not de-radicalizing people but getting getting youngsters to get wise to socialism through memes and He's very good at doing that. You know, you can call it bullshit, but I've seen it. I've seen it happen. I've seen him get people into it through the fucking memes. So,
2: yeah, there's Uh, this sort of debate around him that I frame in my mind as being like between glorifying consumerism and glorifying socialism simultaneously. So what he did is he bought like a $2.8 million
0: mansion in West Hollywood Uh, and, uh, which, which I call a gamer man. He bought his gamer mansion. Right. It's going to have all of his smelly gamer friends in it who are less handsome than him.
2: Do you think that, or do you think he hangs out with equally handsome gamers? I've never watched any of his content, so I don't know. Uh, he probably, I was thinking he hangs out with his uncle. (laughs) (laughs) Jank? Yeah. (laughs) Jank. Yeah. Good old Jank. Uh, we're going to have to bleep that out. That's a slur. Whoa. Hey, yeah, we don't want to... Get, we might get... We can't... We can't offend... Is he Turkish? We can't offend... We're on... We're on... Thin Denice! Uh, yeah. We're on Turk Watch. Turk Watch over here.
0: Uh, Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, the the thing with... Th- this has sparked this whole... Once again, an inter... Once again, an internecine debate in the left. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> Who'd uh, have thought
0: it would happen? Uh, here we go again!
2: Like three uh, or four times per week. Yeah.
0: Um, And this is about whether... Hassan has sort of exceeded his value as a social. Can you like really call yourself a socialist and have a mansion? Uh is the thing. Yes. And it's the same yes, thing with can. Nate Robinson. Can yeah. you call yourself a socialist and still have and still have a crushed velour sweatsuit or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I sure you can. Uh and yeah, I guess I, I land more on that side of the debate where it's like, well, you know, he exists in capitalism. And he uh, works hard to some degree. I guess not, that's probably not the, not, it's not working hard, that's the thing, but he's successful and he produces something that people want. I mean, doesn't and as Marx, a result,
2: Marx has the term bourgeois socialism.
0: Yeah, but to some degree, I think that was him covering his own ass because he realized that, you know, in order to make this socialism thing work, You need the support of the broadest class, which is the working class. And people will hate me because I'm a fancy little rich boy. So I need to have some theory of, you know, bourgeois capitalism being necessary to the development of socialism in order to, you know, uh, cover the ass of a person like me. And, you know, that's to me, that's why I also, you know, accept... Uh, less extreme versions of socialism which focus less on worker solidarity. Because I am a fancy little rich boy, and, you know, I fear fear the us uprising. I fear the workers, you know, taking over and cutting me with scissors and making hands across America,
2: you know? um, Oh, yeah, that's what workers want to do is hands across America. That's what they want to do. They want to do ad campaigns. Yeah. (laughs) Well... Imagine the, the workers' revolution happens and they're just like, and now we're setting up our marketing office.
0: <laughs> I think to some degree that's, um, you know, it's, it's fine. And contrapoints, the much beleaguered Contrapoints, also a person in this category, someone who is whose own success has led them to increased scrutiny and criticism uh, by the base of... I, I mean, the other problem with these leftist figures is their base of audience who they're trying to cultivate are downwardly mobile people like that's who their message is supposed to appeal to, to so when you're upwardly mobile and you display how upwardly mobile you are to your huge audience of downwardly mobile people some of them might get annoyed by that yeah and so <laughs> contra points made a whole video on that uh, like uh, and the thing that she was working on for like she didn't release a video for six months, and this is her big hour and 40-minute-long uh, dissertation about envy and the the source of envy in our society. And I watched the whole thing. I like ContraPoint's videos. I think even wow, if she— Wow, it's an
2: hour and 40—it's almost two hours long. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think
0: she's very entertaining. Like, she's always peppering it with jokes, so it's never that boring. And, you know, she— has interesting examples and touches on interesting ideas, but you know, she's closer to liberal than she is to uh, uh, like real communism. And I think a lot of the people, a lot of the audience she cultivated sort of had a problem with some of the more liberal suggestions in that video, like the idea that workers revolutions were fundamentally, well, if not fundamentally, at least partially informed by this sense of envy And how envy didn't end up—this type of envy of these bourgeoisie didn't end up contributing long term to the prosperity of a socialist state. That's one of the contentions in her video Hmm. that the communists got upset with because they were like, well, actually, the workers' revolution in China, you know, a lot of people died. But uh, they did did go from being like this backwater agrarian bullshit community to a fully— a mobilized and industrialized society within like a decade, so that's that. It seems like envy, like it's not as, and it's not as if China fell apart after the socialist revolution. It changed into something different, but I mean, you can't really call China like capitalism or communism. It's so it's communism with Chinese characteristics. It's its own thing entirely. Yeah,
2: that's kind of a weird. Um... Like mystification, to use uh, yeah. you don't you don't generally don't see one of the seven deadly sins as <laughs> as a way to mystify um, you know hi- historical materialism.
0: But well, I, in this way, I think contrapoints actually takes cues from Adam Curtis, who instead of like using words like neoliberalism, frames it more as a debate between uh, abstract concepts of individualism versus, uh, uh, communitarianism or individual or giving yourself up to the group versus the emphasis on the primacy of the individual, which was what Adam Curtis frames as the essential quality of the battle of ideologies of the 20th century. Uh, ContraPoints is now framing the, the, like the paradigm of, the workers wanting what this middle bourgeoisie has as something that is, not, while not tearing the left apart, definitely not good for any sort of broader social movement. And something she sends a, at the end of the video, which is very funny and strange, it says... It, all this envy means that we're going after millionaires and not billionaires like we should it was like Wait a second. You're saying we shouldn't go after billionaires. How many million like are you like what if somebody has five hundred million dollars? Is that too many million? So it's it very much the whole Video has this pallor over it, like don't hate me for my success You know don't hate me just because I've made it and sort of goes beyond her point into more of a a self-defensive sort of thing, which she's done before in her canceling video where she talks about cancel culture, which in which she broadly reiterates the same points as well, how, you know, uh, people sort of have this envious attitude and that is what informs their political stance more than Uh, you know, maybe other more virtuous attitudes, but I don't know. I don't know. So I don't
2: What's going to happen? The video
0: is an hour and 40 minutes long. What's going to happen to to cancel
2: culture when everyone's in a union and you can't get fired for being racist? Uh, How are going to do You're going to go
0: to... It's easy. You go to the rubber room. You still get paid, but you just are racist with all the racists in the rubber Ooh. room. And we'll uh, we be to like start our own down podcast. Down. <laughs> You'll have your cord done. We'll do a podcast in there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we're the unemployable racists who are unionized and we're just sent off yeah. to do you podcasts. You can't do
2: cancel culture because <laughs> you had a socialist revolution. <laughs>
0: well... I think I've mentioned it on the show before, but I think about my uh, evolving thoughts on the Google memo guy who, when the Google memo guy first came out, I was like, ah, it's good this guy was fired. But then I realized, nah, this guy probably should have had more worker protections so that they couldn't have unilaterally done this to him.
2: Yeah, they just put him in the basement doing like sweeping the floor in the server room or something.
0: Yeah, or they should have. They should have put him on like an AI, uh, a racist AI project or something, or like
2: a, a gender essentialist AI project. <laughs> okay, yeah, we're like we're gonna make this guy head of head of the uh, is AI racist, and then just do the opposite <laughs> of whatever he says.
0: Exactly. Exactly in we're training an ai to be racist so we'll do the opposite of the <laughs> yeah well and so we'll be the most anti-racist of all
2: Google i'll have to check out ahead. the contrapoints thing it sounds weird um it's it is a weird video but it's very informative
0: like and i i still like contrapoints. like every people really turned on her and i've even in like the comic that i recently made about conspicuous consumption. Maybe I'm too, I'm I'm too harsh on her probably. But the gag of the comic is that rating people by levels of unacceptable conspicuous consumption is dumb, which is, you know, don't do that. That's like that way leads to madness. But, um, yeah, I, I think once you are more successful and you show elements of that success, I mean, especially with ContraPoints and the vastly increasing production value of her videos, yeah, people, your your audience of downwardly mobile people might get annoyed. And that's something you might have to look out for. Well,
2: it's, there. then there was also sort of the performative aspect of what, did you see what the Brianna Gray, Brianna Joy Gray Brianna tweeted? Joy Gray, I
0: yeah, always, I always call her Brianna Gray Joy, like from Game of
2: Thrones. She man. tweeted, like, I'm never going to buy a house.
0: Yeah, and Bad Faith Podcast, which is hemorrhaging listeners after the uh, <laughs> un- unaddressed Virgil Texas do you think allegations.
2: It was, do you think that was a joke on her sort of slyly being like, I realize my podcast, even though we're still making $27,000 a month, is not going to last? I don't, I don't know. Uh,
0: that might be a joke on her part. I think she has carved herself out a good niche with the force the vote cranks that she's always going to have some sort of, leftist because there's that there's that weird crew in the leftist media sphere which is like jimmy dore and ryan knight and the socialist mma guy none of whom i really hate like people there's a lot of hatred of those those people yeah, but i think they're
1: like,
2: disliked because they want to use some electoral like electoral procedures just to, to yeah. try to accomplish things
0: and i don't think ftv would have worked but Like, I get where they're coming from. It's like, uh, we want to do anything. We want to leverage any kind of power we have. And at least we're suggesting something. Everyone else who shits on us, give us ideas. Give us ideas of how to wield the marginal amount of electoral power that we have. Uh, And, you know, nobody has any because... because uh, yeah, well, I th- I think largely as as we've said before, like the left's power is dependent on a lot of soft displays of power, like Cory Bush's uh, protest and stuff like that. I we mean, don't maybe have theories uh, there's definitely people who want to
2: do like the you know the summer of 2020 for real, mm. where they're where we're doing riots and doing a revolution.
0: I mean, the so there is that old Marxist theory, the old Marxist theory that communism, everything drifts towards communism because social revolution is inescapable. And, you know, I haven't read anything. I've read, you know, like skimmed over communist manifesto, but I know and like, like a lot of Das Kapital is dedicated to just analyzing a lot of Russian peasant uprisings in order to evidence that no, like the class struggle is inevitable, um, and you will always have a situation where the poor end up eating the rich. Um, and, you know, why, why this type of revolution has sort of been delayed in our modern society is also something we've identi- identified before, is that neoliberalism is very good at taking on the attributes of its opposition, And then making it think as if the opposition has done something when, in really, in reality, it's just perpetuated neoliberalism more.
2: Which is like how the Democratic Party took on aspects of the Taliban. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yes. Uh, Uh Closing schools. um, Mm -hmm. Right. You know, the Taliban does it for ideological reasons, and science is kind of an ideology. Closing the well.
0: It, well, uh, the, the appraisal of science is the fundamental way we can understand knowledge is scientism, which is an ideology. Exactly.
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I was just. That's su- what
0: Full Metal Alchemist is all about.
2: Uh, it is. What a great show. I recommended that show to my sister. Um, mm-hmm. Not really to her, but to her kids. Because it looks like my sister's new baby, who's a boy, is going to be bigger than his older brother. So I'm saying oh, I was a classic full metal alchemist situation right here. Classic Ed and Al situation <laughs> right here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I was should just and Al. bringing the top swinging the topic back around to Afghanistan, Afghanistan. Um, the media has turned on Biden since we last spoke.
0: Yeah, which is weird because now, now you're in this situation where leftists are like, um, Biden's kind of based because he's like doing all these interviews where he's defending himself on, on the sloppy exit from Afghanistan. But did you see that one where he was talking to the CNN guy and he the CNN guy was... W- w- I think it was Stephanopoulos. It wasn't CNN. It was Stephanopoulos. ABC. And Steph- it was ABC, yeah. And Stephanopoulos was asking him whether the chaos was calculated in the in the pulling out and Biden said, yeah, yeah, Jack, it was. And you know what, Biden, you're right. There is nothing you could have done. I I don't think there's any situation that would have been like, I mean, maybe there would have been situation. I'm no commander in chief, but it, it was always going to be like that. I don't know if it could have been worse or better, but there was always going to be some measure of horrifying chaos. Well, you know what, dude,
2: I'm not interested in your hot takes about Afghanistan. <laughs> okay. Are uh, you quoting? Are you quoting the uh, they them vet Patrick Lawler? Yeah, the guy, person, human, yeah. the human, the human, the human prophet. Yeah, <laughs> the human uh, the, the imperialist. Right. Uh, <laughs> so there's been this person, Patrick Lawler, who's like been kicked or he's been kicked around Twitter recently. Yeah. For being having one of the most annoying affectations ever recorded on tiktok while simultaneously yeah. talking about how good the war in afghanistan is was because he wasn't yeah. he was involved in uh it. he do you have it. the
1: clip set up
2: i have the clip let's take a little look let's see if this uh hold on let's see if this if you can hear this
1: gosh what a fun weekend i'm having hey if you're one of those people attacking veterans on the internet for lamenting the fall of afghanistan you're a bad person I don't much care for your half-formed thoughts about American imperialism as you attack the very people that end-stage capitalism forced into the military. Why don't you go look up how they recruit, huh? Really don't love how you all keep ignoring all the horrific things the Taliban has done throughout history and your scramble to criticize the US, or the 41 other countries that are part of the International Security Assistance Force, which was in Afghanistan. Frankly, I don't think you care at all about the people of (laughs) Afghanistan. You just wanna yell at people on the internet and take a huge problem and make it small so that you can attack me instead of, you know, doing the internal work of realizing that international conflict is messy and complicated and often has good and bad parts. But like, what would I know? I was only a part of it. And no, I don't feel bad for going. I was a medic and nothing you can say will change my opinion of the things that I did and experienced there. I helped the people of Afghanistan, have you? Oh
0: yeah really? You helped the people of Afghanistan
2: I guess so I yeah yeah I guess that's what they think. well, I guess he was uh, maybe he was sewing back the sewing back on fingers after that you know those, <laughs> yeah. those Marines went around collecting ears and fingers as trophies from yeah. uh, people in Afghanistan. maybe he was like cauterizing the wounds
0: the yeah, there's this very theater kid. Uh, the, it's the it's the whole theater kid thing. Sorry, where you talk I, like this, I got
2: the pronouns wrong on on. Uh, you got Patrick. the
0: pronouns wrong. Yeah, they are they them. We won't. No one no one's gonna be upset. Uh, they know you are you are good hearted.
2: But well, this that, person that person uh, was was being a douchebag. And the...
0: they're being a douchebag. But yeah, it, 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 the point is, I think you accidentally using the wrong pronouns is less bad than doing an imperialism. Oopsie. Looks like you did an imperialism there, champ. Uh, looks like right. you did. Looks like you did a bringing medicine to the savages, champ.
2: Well, I'm a simple brain, and I'm trying. I'm trying to do two things at once, which is uh, do improv comedy and um, yeah. not get canceled, which is very
0: hard. It's, it's very hard because we're also well. Also, I don't know who our audience is, but uh, if if you are upset by this, we're sorry. Okay, Patrick, we're making fun of an asshole. Pat, all
2: right. What I meant to say was Patrick Lawler they would mm-hmm. cauterize the wounds of Afghani women and children after Marines went around severing those fingers and collecting them as trophies of war. Yeah, They did would, that.
0: <laughs> they, they would go, shh, shh, while like, dabbing white phosphorus wounds. Right. <laughs> he would just cradle them in there. So own. I'm very nah, sorry. Nah. I meant to say that they did that. I, I, I also just used he pronouns, so we're all doomed. But I, I think that points to a larger that points to a larger thing, which you saw recently with the CIA ads where I am a bisexual woman with a mental health disorder and I am the CIA. You know, I that, am a POC. Right. The CIA with, did with, that
2: because then the moment you fuck up and use the wrong pronoun while criticizing them for like dumping white phosphorus on people, they can scream at you for being whatever you just yeah. whatever just sin you you committed
0: and i think that's that's like a i mean a feature of uh liberalism is of course bad faith identity politics that's kamala harris is the avatar of bad faith identity politics of uh, like uh, she's a uh she's a black indian woman and that's that you know she represents the black community while also putting them away for minor weed crimes so it's like uh uh, th- that has been the concurrent feature of supporting the liberal status quo which is uh which is utilizing identity politics which ordinarily should be used to consolidate uh, goodwill and faith in a community I, I don't think identity politics are good or bad it depends on how you use them right you know cuz uh, and in this case they're being used it seems like they're being used in the same way that charlotte climber will use her identity as a trans person in order to carry water for genocide it's it's not it's not wholesome it's not a wholesome way to go about uh, <laughs> being yourself essentially and it's not and if you use your identity for anything if you say like as as a jew for me or like as as a gay person is you you try and be on the side of those who faced similar oppression.
2: So I'm examining Patrick Lawler's uh, Twitter feed, and someone got 89 likes for writing, just log off, dude. And Patrick Lawler yeah. wrote no. And then Patrick Lawler didn't post for four, the past four
0: days. <laughs> 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 uh. I, I, well, you know... I'm sure there's tons of people calling them like a baby murderer and shit like that.
2: <laughs> just, well, that's probably fairly Well, people started intent. accusing uh, them of killing Pat Tillman, which is. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. That's, that's very funny. Yeah. They should call him Pat Killman. <laughs> killing Pat Tillman. Uh, the, but, but, Pat Tillman's an interesting figure, but yeah, so that's, an interesting figure that came about this week is the, the Patrick Lawler person. Uh, Also like a part of the, yeah. In, in uh, also in disingenuous bad faith, identity politics is the whole, the women of Afghanistan, the Taliban are going to destroy the women of Afghanistan, you know, which is said by a drone pilot who killed more women than fucking the green river killer or something like that.
2: Yeah, I'm sure the Taliban's gonna do terrible stuff, but at least they won't be using like like tomahawk missiles. They'll be doing <laughs>
0: like, they'll, uh, they'll be doing it they'll be doing artisanal.
2: Yeah. It's gonna, artisanal take, murder. it's gonna be slower at a slower pace. Yeah. The women will uh, actually have know. a chance of running away. But similarly, I don't
0: think you can I don't think you can weather is say weather Afghanistan is better off under the Taliban or the American army. It's like equally bad situations. But one situation involves uh, spending a lot of money to not make anything better, which is why right. it's untenable.
2: Well, Biden uh, permanently increased food stamps by 25%, and that made me feel good. So go, yeah, I, I To some degree, uh,
0: there is some incrementalist positive liberal qualities to his administration that i stand by but i i don't know it's 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 i i don't know if you can say that it's uh, worse than trump or it or trump would have been a better outcome from that oh, ele- i don't know I, I think uh, a, a year into biden
2: you can definitely say biden is is better for the country than trump another four years of trump
0: yeah, well, the, I mean, because the argument that the people who said, you know, we should have just, you know, let Trump win as a punishment to the liberals, their their contention is that in the same way that Obama quashed all of the uh, popular leftist sentiment after the Iraq war, Biden is going to do the same thing by having these incrementalist policies. But, you know, withdrawing from Afghanistan, it, especially... Amidst being as unpopular as it is among the commentator class who, who's most relevant to
2: you, i.e. the MSNBC people, or the CNN people, that actually took some guts. I think that it's going to be—the the left is always so concerned about incrementalism, but that's how you get things snowballing. They're, like, yeah. they're envisioning it as like Sisyphus pushing up a rock of—and the rock symbolizes everything we want to accomplish— we want to do it all in one major bill where we where we where we solve poverty, we get rid of the billionaires, we stop climate change, we end racism. And when we end all kinds of the gender and sexuality stuff as well, if you well, it, it doesn't work that way. We're, we're going downhill. You got to start snowballing things.
0: There have been bills like that in American history. I'm thinking of stuff like civil rights in the 60s. Right, the Great Society but, was, yeah.
2: project was a series of multiple yeah. bills.
0: Yeah, and yeah, that's a series of multiple, but it happened in rapid succession. Uh, and But the thing is, um, incrementalism, that type of bill usually, or that type of series of progressive legislation usually only happens in reaction to a crisis. Uh, or a reaction to some sort of event. And that's when sort of the big milieu-changing bills are passed in, in those fits and starts. Whereas, you know, I, I guess we've been conditioned to accept this, like, I- I- imperialism and this uh, uh, end-stage capitalism as normalcy, which uh, is why, you know, the we don't have crises anymore. We just have... We don't have a crisis that we can react to to create, like, a big all-at-one spill. We just have all of these little crises that are constantly happening, and that's what's normal.
2: And that's kind of tough for the content creators out there, because I know they like to rate the crises, like, on scales of <laughs> 1 to 10. Yeah. Like, this is a low-tier crisis, it's, yeah. like, 1 or 2. Like, I think that You guy... heard of
0: crisis actors? <laughs>
2: Here's some crisis factors, okay? Crisis factor 1. Not much of a crisis. Um, you made you just made before we— uh... As you know, to end out the show, before we started this show, you you just posted a new comic about one such of these um, content creators. Yeah, who's always rating things.
0: He's always rating things? Mr. Anthony Fantana, another person who seems to have been built up and then brought down by his own petard.
2: Yeah, his own. Yeah, his own. His own yellow flannel. Is a petard? Is that something that's like? Is, I'm thinking. I'm visualizing a like a stick covered in poo. That's what a petard is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm I'm thinking of some sort of, like, little outcropping from some fanciful, like, uh, 17th century French pants or something like that. Let's Google petard. Well, so what's going on with Anthony Fantano? Oh, nothing. He just made a post that was like, yeah, I've been doing this for 10 years. I've been breaking bitches and hitting saddles and drinking nugs, and I'm going to be here forever, bitches, life. Fantano out. You know, did a very not mad post because it seems like people have been clowning on him for his content as it, ha- I mean, that's also the unique quality of YouTube where you develop content that's supposed to be intimate and sort of shitty so that it feels as if it's just a normal person or a guy making this. And you can have that sort of relationship you would have with them as a friend. So once you start getting more money and you start doing more production value and you start, uh, corporatizing your brand more because that's sort of what you have to do with the momentum of capitalism behind you and when you start doing it for a living uh people who once loved that sense of authenticity now see you for what you this really is, are as somebody this is just i drink your
2: milkshake tweet
0: <laughs> read the tweet out it's very it's,
2: funny it's been 10 plus years of grind to be at this point Nobody has my catalog, my output, etc., (laughs) etc. And I, and I own 100% of everything I've done. Nobody can take it away. Nobody can hate me away. So get used to me taking up this fucking lane until I decide I'm finished.
1: I drink your milkshake. I drink drink your milkshake. (laughs) Bastard from a
2: basket. Yeah i no one known as my catalogue giving this a light, a light nine. It should have been Sean Connery. In, in, there will be blood. In
0: there will be blood. Yeah, my Sean Connery and my Daniel Plainview voice are the same voice. It should have been him. It would have been amazing. It would have made just as much sense. Look, I'm an oil man. I'm also, <laughs> I'm also an ancient Spaniard, and I'm the Highlander as
2: well. He, uh, he, he shows up for the, for the. <laughs> For the audition in the Highlander outfit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I will slay
0: Paul Dano with the quickening. Oh, stupid man. Paul well, Dano. Yeah, He's gotta, really good
2: at being a stupid weasel in that movie. If you, um, Yeah, that's the best part of that movie, is seeing him get beaten up and then murdered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with a bowling pin. I'll smoke a blunt object. Uh, but yeah, I guess fantano kind of reminds me do you know this guy that's gotten big on twitter with like the um he's got like a french name and he does the looping music
0: oh yeah uh yeah i know who you're talking about he's got big he also has big glasses and that sort of moon face his name's like Uh, mark ribbley mark 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 Rebier, rebier he's very funny He's um, pretty funny. I get why people he and it's very much in the Reggie Watts, you know, right. looping like improv him. comedy style.
2: The the uh, post left hates him.
0: Why? Why do the post left hate Mark Revier Why does Amy Therese have a? Against... It's
2: not well. It's not Amy, Amy Therese doesn't. Uh... I call it Therese. I don't say Therese. Amy Therese. Is it? I don't Maybe know. Amy Therese. Maybe it's Therese. It's like the lower rung guys. Like, um, there's lower rung guys who... Yeah, like Bronze Age Mantis. No, no, he's the... he's banned now. He's a high
0: rung... Oh, and he's he a still actually... Band.
2: He's high rung. Yeah, he actually has more followers than Amy Therese. Um, Blacked, calm, yes, that guy... The people who do the podcast called The Fed Post, which is the Fed pretty Post. cringe. Um they hate the 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 music st- musical stylings of Italian uh Reggie Watts, leftist Italian Reggie Watts.
0: Leftist French Reggie Watts. Gay
2: wins, yeah. gay leftist French Italian gay Chinese. Gay leftist Reggie French Reggie Watts. Italian
0: Chinese <laughs> Reggie Watts yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh why do they hate it cuz it's it's cringe?
2: Um, no, well, well cuz it it's, like, it's like he's pretty uh earnestly um engaging in leftist tropes and you know. Saying, oh, okay. fuck Jeff Bezos is his latest thing.
0: Oh, that's fine, but yeah, you should fuck Jeff Bezos. I don't think that message is cringy. Hey, I would fuck him. I would fuck him. Yeah, it. yeah, he'd probably <laughs> like. He's into it consuming as much testosterone as possible, so I'm sure he's just sucking dicks. Yeah, because you get a lot
2: of tea when you, you when you swallow semen. People you, don't know if that. If you but. if you had sex with Jeff Bezos and you managed to save or steal his semen, <laughs> that would be worth a lot of money. Yeah. There are a a lot of women who would want to have his child. And you could... Let me just say, I know where you can sell that kind of a thing. You know where you can sell black market billionaire semen? Yeah, I do know where. People would
0: really want Jeff Bezos. Just because your dad's a billionaire does not guarantee you'll have that billionaire acumen. Uh, All it it does guarantee is that your kid is going to look like Jeff
2: Bezos, which... Yeah, and also guarantees eight years of child support, so... All right,
0: well, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, 18 uh, I mean
2: 18 years yeah
0: I mean I, th- I would think you would be stealing the Jason Momoa sperm or the uh, or the Dev Patel sperm why
2: you think you think I want to have a hot actor son <laughs> no I want I want the chance of having like a, a, a genius son who will make me a billionaire
0: I want a hot actor son who will uh, who will all make me a millionaire. And like Contrapoint says, millionaires are fine. Billionaires are the ones. Oh, that's so that's so coincidentally helpful for me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, Contrapoints, we love you. You're good. You're good still. I haven't turned on you.
2: Well, okay, that's good. You know, a couple more comics though, and. Maybe I'll be on the the shit list. I'll be on the shit list. Yeah.
0: Nah, she's she's funny. Just be, and you know, just because you don't agree with someone politics or you think they're misrepresenting socialism, but and that okay. That's one argument. Just to extend this further, that really bugs me is like, oh, this this popular personality is misrepresenting socialism. OK, but would you rather them be listening to these people misrepresenting socialism or fucking Charlie Kirk? You know, it's like there are degrees of badness. And I'd rather be people like who I'd rather be youngsters, you know, getting the wrong impression, but uh, getting sort of like an earnest idea of how they want to embrace leftist politics from uh, idiots like Vosh or ContraPoints than I would. Uh, she's not an idiot. He's an idiot, though. <laughs> hey, whoa, then, pro- pronoun check,
2: my my dude. What? Is Va- no,
0: vosh is an idiot but, but you said he no i said she no no you are no you will not do this <laughs> fuck uh, fuck off vosh you said he vosh is he is he i mean oh yeah. no oh. no now i is did not they them uh that uh who is i can get in trouble for peter cough for misgendering peter Coffin. and but they're in any and all, so you can call him here. Oh, okay.
2: That's I think. So, hey, so.
0: that's a catch-all there. Yeah. Well, uh, Peter Coffin. I'm not going to talk about Peter Coffin. Yeah. I get a we could do, I could do a whole episode. Our
2: most like, serious enemy.
0: Eventually, no, not at all. But they're definitely the internet figure who um, I have the most cringy obsession with, because they just keep failing constantly but still and they've been around forever like they've been around since like web 2.0 Yeah. The,
2: what we have here is a Ed the Sock type guy who's yeah. going to never go away.
0: Yeah. Just reinventing themselves constantly for new media brands. And the post left turn they've taken extremely funny. Extremely funny direction for them to take. Uh and let's hope they evolve in the future to take an even more wacky stance once They've inevitably alienated their post-left right. audience, and
2: they live in Michigan. And due to the quirks of Michigan's voter records law, everyone who lives in Michigan and registers to vote has their address publicly logged on the internet, unless you m- take pains to remove it. And he hasn't, so have fun mm. with that. Uh, don't have, don't do that. <laughs> don't do, don't dox do Peter Coffey. I
0: didn't i just michigan doxed peter
2: the state of michigan has doxed everyone and i had to go get my name and address removed from the internet and i have to keep doing that because it keeps popping up because michigan has this horrible law where you can upload everyone's voter records online and it has your full address so yeah um anyone that you don't like that lives in michigan you can probably (laughs) find out their address yeah except the survivalists maybe that's maybe that's the reason why all the survivalists are in Michigan
0: because of this law which is like I'm getting off the fucking grid fucking <laughs> Michigan
2: no it's all FBI agents here
0: yeah you're right it's just <laughs> FBI it, it, it's funny if you go into one of these like uh kidnapping groups and it's that actually happened right in uh, in the uh in the Black Panthers like when the two cops were invading the Black Panthers and they like were uh, trying to get each other to be each
2: other's informants And then realize they were both cops Yep, yep uh, and, so, uh, nearly and It happens. Happened, <laughs> nearly happened with the, this plot To kidnap the governor which Yeah, sort of Riddled with FBI informants But um, anyway, we've hit our mark uh, My yeah. message to the audience Is don't fall prey to the ever-changing Litmus tests of today's Topsy-turvy political climate I hope you have a great week uh, Alex, what about you?
0: Yeah, I, I, I love you all and i think uh if we become i hope we get to the point where people hate us because we're successful uh, we're too successful we're dripping yeah. with success. i want
2: to be hated for being fat
0: yeah me too <laughs> i'm gonna get real let's get real fat get real fat <laughs> yeah fat cast <laughs>